Tailgates. It's another episode of The Tailgate Show. How are you? We are good. It's Air Jair. It's B. Diddy. It's Double A. Back at it again for another episode of your favorite podcast, The Tailgate Show. It's the beginning of the long doldrums that we call the time between OTAs and official training camp. Everybody's on vacation and summer is ostensibly starting, even though in Chicago we're almost two weeks from the 4th of July and it can barely get above 65 degrees, but we'll <laughs> we'll just get through that. <laughs> summer seems to have been canceled due to lack of funding. I blame ROM. It seems like the best thing to do at the time. Or, if you want, we could also blame John Fox, which has been a popular uh, activity this week. How we doing, boys? Fuck John Fox, man, huh? Word. Sideways with a tire iron. Say word. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much. Think, um, think about it. You got Damian Woody, right? He's a former Lion. And then you got John Fox, a fired coach. It's like... Salty. Salty. Yeah, man. It's like... Well, and does anybody know who the other two people on that panel were? I don't. Uh, I've never even watched a show. No, I've never watched it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, why John Fox is running his mouth. He's still spending Virginia's money, and he's still salty because, you know, he ain't who would, here. Who would tune in to listen to him, though? <laughs> like, that's the worst person oh, you could uh, put on I don't show. know. I mean, I just don't know how you saw his, anybody saw his press conferences as a TV producer and said, yeah, I got to catch that lightning in a bottle. Well, he, I gotta, got him last but, in the rotation, right? He's yeah. it like goes through everybody, then him last. And he's just next to Woody. And he's like, yeah, the bears <laughs> after what he says. Well, and um, of course, Damien Woody gives the, the classic lazy take of the off season, which is, Oh, they lost big Fangio. So, you know, clearly that's going to be a huge loss. And, that's all I really know about the Bears. I couldn't name one player on the defense. I have no idea what their offseason moves were. I don't know what's going on at all. But I know that Fangio is now the coach of the Broncos. And at some point in time, he was good. It's like, well, but do you also know that he had a lot of bad defenses in his career as well as some good ones? Or do you just glossing over that? It's just interesting. Well, some, pe- some people take the coach, the coaching side of it, and they say it's all about coaching. And you got the people that say it's the talent around them. So, right. I, I don't agree. The, the assessment was horrible, though. Well, it's just the laziest take in the world. We've been hearing it from stupid Lions fans and Packers fans all off season about how you know the loss of Fangio, the loss of Fangio, and then here comes John Fox. Oh yeah, yeah, all well, the Bears. Uh, uh, they, they haven't figured anything out of kicking, and it's like, oh, why haven't they figured out anything out of kicking, John? Is it because you ran Robbie Gold out of town? Is that why? Could be, Rabbit. Could be. Yeah, I want Robbie back, man. Anyway. Um... <laughs> anyway, fuck John <laughs> And as Dan Hampton so eloquently said, thank God John Fox's ass is out of town. Right. What's your right. take on it, Jer? Well, from Woody, it's just fucking lazy. Like you said, it's just a lazy take. You know, oh, well, Fangio's gone. Well, yeah, he is. But like you said, some of his defenses weren't exactly stellar. I mean, yeah. the jury's still out on this defense. We'll see. 
there course. might be some there might be some growing pains, but they ha- I mean, you know, no no games in 2019 have been played, no matter how much we want. No, more. and there there may be some transition things that happen. Guys need to get more comfortable. You know, it might take a couple games, but we have the talent to overcome the the loss of that. You know what I mean? We're st- we're still going to be a top ten defense in this league, no matter what. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. It's the laziest take in the world. I mean, I just, uh, 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 you know, that's that's ridiculous. And then John Fox is just open mouth, say words, you know, total just. Whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, you know what? He's right. <laughs> he, he's right. You know, uh, Carlos Santos. And, uh, you know, it was pretty funny going back and forth, you know, with uh, all the Foxisms. Uh, oh, uh, well, well done is is better than. Well said. Uh... <laughs> Dan Hampton said it best, man. Yeah. Thank God John Fox's ass is out of town. That's all I can tell you. Thank God. Thank God. Ah, uh, yeah, man. You know, I mean, there's no love lost for a old Johnny Fox. I'll tell you what. Um, but let's not go down that rabbit hole. I mean, we could have an entire week of shows just dedicated to breaking down the ineptitude and annoyance and uh, garbage. It's not a negative thing because it makes us appreciate where we're at now. Right. True. And, and 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 I've said before that 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 his period of time his tenure was very necessary it was like rock bottom and we had to hit that to get to the point where we are now so you know i mean you we could easily be bobbing along in seven and nine eight and eight you know uh garbage country you know kind of living that john fox life and luckily we bottomed out and we came up out of it and brian pace was able to to clean out the roster and, you know. You know, all the media praising us, though. I mean, as for me as a fan, I'm not comfortable with every single outlet praising your team. No, no. I'm just like, that's not good. I need some hate because that hate fires you up as a fan. Well, you do. You do need some, uh, you need some hate. Well. Uh, For for me anyway, it fires me up. I'm like, I can't, I hope we prove them, we're going to prove them wrong. Right. And Nagy said, you know, this week, he's just like, you know, we we haven't done anything yet, you know, and I think that they all realize that. But, you know, it's okay to it's okay for this team to have some swagger. I mean, you got Adam Rank saying they're going to go 16 and 0 and, you know, I mean, the the (laughs) Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid is flowing, Um, you know, but yes. The Kool-Aid man busted through the wall and said, oh, yeah. We all know how. <laughs> What's well, it, Alex Brown on uh, House of L? He was saying yeah. even, if the Bear, if, even if the Bears finish 10-6, and six, it's still going to be more impressive than 12-4 and four last year because they have a tougher schedule. Like, this is going to be a grind. But they'll they, they'll probably get farther in the playoffs being 10-6 well, and six think, with a schedule I mean, like you know, I think we've already beat the schedule to death, though. It's the same winning percentage as we had last year. Well, right, no, that's that I, was just his take. What he's saying, even yeah. if the record's not as good, it's still right. going to be a more of a feat because this is a tough schedule. And I think that the difference is now that that there everybody is going to be gunning for them. You know, exactly. The flip side of they're not going to surprise you. <laughs> no, they're not going to surprise anybody. But but by, by the same token, those five guys can't block Khalil Mack. So. 
you know, that's not changing. I mean, that's the thing about it is, you know, it's, it doesn't matter whether you're prepared or, you know, the team is good or, you know, the team is coming or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, can you beat them? But, you know, the, this schedule of, you know, a huge game to start and, and, you know, at home on the, on the biggest stage, you know, which should be great. But let's say we lose it, you know what I mean? And then you go, you you get a, you go two games away, a Monday nighter, you know, which against the Redskins who are garbage. But you know, I mean, it, it's 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 not difficult to envision the scenario where the first quarter of the season, you know, could be two and two. You know what I mean? Like these games in the NFL are. Not exactly, you know, uh, always, you know, a, a lopsided affairs. They're mostly close, even when, you know, the teams aren't of equal uh, strength. You know, we especially saw in Miami. We, we saw it in Miami. We thought we were going to exactly. go in there and, and stop them. Exactly. Yep. Sure did. My hope, honestly, is that we don't have. I mean, as much as I'd love to see it, and I'd love to see the Bears, you know, just like curb stomp people and, and kind of, you know, have the games like the Tampa game and whatnot. I, I don't, those games are not good for us because I still am not convinced that they can sustain that type of thing. So, right. you know, wouldn't it be sweet if they could though? Tampa <laughs> game, I was riding high, man. I was like, our offense is sick. It would be, but I, re- I just refuse to believe that about a bears team that they could, you know, I mean, now the defense, on the other hand, I believe that the defense could, you know, could do some special things. I mean, not like 85, not like 63, because, you know, I mean, teams teams just score these days, no matter what. They do, and I think there's definitely more technology to be able to study these teams more, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the one thing that worries me about this team is that we talked about we get the feeling that we're going to be more aggressive. And sometimes when you're more aggressive, you get caught in your aggression. So hopefully, you know, we level that off and play. Yeah. But play I, it I, well, you know right. what I'm saying? I mean, I, I just, yeah. I mean, that's ultimately, that's going to be the true test. And I think that's going to be where Pagano uh, yeah. shows his, shows his stripes or proves his metal is if he's able to make the right calls you know, right. uh, and ultimately is Roquan, you know, and I guess Eddie, you know, are they going to be able to, you know, to, to make the right calls at probably, maybe not Roquan, maybe Trevathan. It's more Trevathan, I should say. I shouldn't say Roquan. Um, it's really Trevathan. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that's that's what you need. And that was what the, you know, the 2006 Bears had in spades with you know, Erlacher and Mike Brown, you know. Yeah. Well, I think I, I also, like, so say the defense does take a, a tiny step back. I, I really expect our offense to make huge strides this year. That's where the trade-off has to be. You know what I mean? We well, have I, another year in the system. I mean, think about it. I'm, fe- I'm feeling better about the running back position this year than I did last offseason. Oh, for sure. Wide receiver. I'm feeling better about that group, too. Yep. All right. And, and I just think we're going to see a lot more out of this offense. So I think that that 
that gain is going to mm. off, offset any potential fallback from the defense, which I don't really see happening. But if it does, the offense should balance that out. Well, yeah, and I was listening to uh, All Access with uh, Jim Miller and Joniak and uh, Thayer, um, and they were talking about how good Montgomery looks. I mean, obviously it's just helmets and shorts, but just how good he looks and how good Riley Ridley looks. Uh, I heard, they, I heard take... somebody confused him with Cohen. They were like, oh, Cohen went out another passing, or oh, no, that was Montgomery. <laughs> Uh, well, you got to take that with a grain of salt, though, because that's their company men too. So, yes, you do, but they don't have to. They don't have to like ladle on praise, you know. H- like, Hogan Johns don't do that, though. I mean, that was no. Josh I was Johnson. I'm, Hogan Johns did the same thing, but I'm talking about Joniak and Thayer. I, oh, I was just, uh, yeah, I was just bringing up Johns uh, yeah. talking about the Cohen. Thought, mm-hmm. thought it was Cohen, but it was Montgomery. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the other thing that was said on the on that all access uh, pod was that um, the the coach at Iowa State said that Montgomery was the best route runner on the team. Mm-hmm. You know? We heard that coming out of the draft too. Right. Like, and they had they had a couple. Then they? they had a receiver that went pretty high, I believe. Um, so it's not you know it's not some small compliment. I mean, obviously you know everybody's gassing this guy up but you know just i mean the thing about it is is you just look at look at one clip of him running the ball and he just he just looks it looks exciting i mean he just looks like he's got juice you know what i mean like he's just got that like that that burst that you know that that kind of hesitation game that forte shiftiness yeah he's got that like slow his stride for half a step and then boom burst out of it you know just like uh you know kind of wait 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 and then boom go you know kind of thing and then, yeah it's like it's like forte but um you know maybe He's more a little, powerful of a runner yeah a little more yeah a little more a little lower to the ground a little more um compact <laughs> Think about that potential mix of a running back where he he runs with more power in the forte, but may may have the same skill set as forte in Nagy's offense. Right. Be all right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, be all right. And at the end of the day, just like uh, Alex Brown said, when Thunder thighs Jordan Howard was on the field, everybody knew what the wow. hell. Wow. That's what he called them. He called them thighs. <laughs> he did. Uh. <laughs> and he said he was like he's like everybody. Everybody knew what was going to happen. I mean, it was just telegraphed. There was, you know, it could Jordan Howard catch a pass? Sure, he could. But was he a threat? No. <laughs> like he was. He not got better at catching. He just doesn't. He didn't have those instincts to like get right and start like just turn and start running. Like he wasn't a threat. Period. He was not a catching threat. I mean, like I said, if if you show any promise. Matt Nagy will make an entire play for you. I mean, you know, it's if you if you ever want a bigger indictment of what Jordan Howard was able to do getting into this offense, it's the fact that Taquan Mizell took snaps from him. I mean, there you go. Period. It wasn't just because Nagy was trying to like, you know, and and it's not, anyway. We've talked about it. It's not like he didn't get his chances. He got his damn chances. But at the end of the day, it's exciting. I mean, we got, you know, we got uh, a group that, that on paper, you know, is very exciting, and a lot of people are very high on them. Poor Jordan. 
Yeah, yeah, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He's got, what, he's are gonna do, what are we going to do without Howard and Amos, man? The Eagles. Call- are, and Callahan. Like, the Eagles are going to let him do more. What are we going to do, dude? Don't forget. Don't forget that the Eagles are letting him do more. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll see. So, anyway, OTAs wrapped up, and it wrapped up on a positive note. You know, we had the kickers uh, make some kicks and get people out of some more conditioning, which was nice. So, everybody broke. I know whenever I was in, that was the biggest thing whenever I was in high school. It's like, if you got us out of conditioning, you're the hero. Right. <laughs> right. So, Pinheiro and uh, Fry got everybody out of running. So, they left on a positive note, which is good. And now they get. They almost had to do that. From the time from that day they were missing them. Yeah, well, I mean, people talked about it, but the, you know, it still could have gone the other way. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it is what it is. You know, what did they could, bring out three or four kickers at the 100 celebration. I'm just like, I was all excited until I saw that. I'm like, God, I know, they, really damn brought, it. they really brought everybody out. It was like, I mean, I, I, you know, I was ready for uh, just about anybody to come out there. They should have just said, "And now the kicking competition." I have them all just come out together, <laughs> like, yeah. like the brewery did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like silent. They could have, or they could have done like a, like a rockets uh, number, little kicking action going on. Jeez, I just, <laughs> man, I hope we get it right. So yeah, well, I mean, they gotta, you know, at the end of the day. But like in the back it, of my mind, I hate to stop. I hate to keep bringing it up, man. But I'm just hoping, like before training camp, they can figure out how to get Robbie here. <laughs> I mean, you never know. It might happen. Uh, you know, it's, it, these type of things in the NFL happen late. I mean, they, you know, it takes it, last minute type of stuff happens. I mean, you know, if 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 things are not going well in training camp, I mean, the Bears have to start making offers <laughs> like you know and if Robbie's still holding out and we're just going to be going for it on fourth a lot and going for a lot of two points yeah well that's what I said screw it I'm okay Kicker. with going for two sometimes you know that's what uh, the Steelers did that for a while whenever they were missing kicks I want them to go for two and just you know I mean you got Tariq out there trying out like, <laughs> yeah I heard he was terrible <laughs> <laughs> I think Montgomery kicked one too. Really? <laughs> oh my god! Like, oh boy. I no. Broniker could probably do it. You damn right. Broniker's yeah. <laughs> out there measuring wind speed and trajectory, and you know, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, um, well, <laughs> chair's unflappable. Uh, <laughs> he didn't even turn. You guys are dicks. For this <laughs> We're the best kind of dicks. That's what we hear. <laughs> so anyway, that's pretty much all the uh, all that happened this week, and now we head into the doldrums of baseball. <laughs> that's yeah, I'm watching our high school team. They're one out away from a state championship, so that's kind of cool. Glad you're in, glad glad you're really in the zone, you dick. I'm in the zone. <laughs> you know, Shut up, asshole. They got that on TV down there. Are you streaming it with some? Yeah, kind we're of streaming thing? it on. Okay. Online. That's so, why the internet crashed. It's like the the Greg bags, <laughs> the Greg Braggs of Christmas in Indiana is down there filming it for you. That's right. 
anyway. So, yeah, so what we're going to do uh, over the next course what of are we gonna do? is we're going to do some guests. We're going to do some fun stuff. We're going to um, mix it up, and we're going to talk a little bit about the other teams in the league just to educate ourselves a little bit. That's uh, a damn tailgate. We can talk about whatever we want, yeah, fellas. Yeah, we can talk about whatever we want. We can talk about, you know, um, freaking livestock futures if we want. We could. That'd be pretty <laughs> How you want pie put up. Yeah. <laughs> Not with livestock futures. I want them heifers. <laughs> I want I want corn and soybean futures. Jesus fucking Christ. Here, how's the corn? I high by July. It better be. Let's go. What you gotta say about it? Corn's bad. <laughs> it's bad. What's going on? Planting season's late because of the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, if it ain't I high by July, brother, you're in trouble. Oh, I know. That's why people got insurance on their fields. Is it now? Is it is the corn in Indiana eating corn or feed corn or mostly or feeder fuel mostly corn? Mostly feeder. That's why I find. Why most... are we talking about this? <laughs> How did this uh, become a topic? Today's podcast is is <laughs> sponsored by 4A. Yeah, we're it's oh, sponsored God. by. It's sponsored by ConAgro and Tractor Supply uh, Company, <laughs> Farm and Fleet. Oh my God! Cart Heart and Local Feed and Seed. John Deere. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, I hope oh, you in. Look at them. Look at them. Oh, they just lost. All right, I, back to the back to podcasting, Jerry. All right, I blame, I blame the corn. I do. Yep. It's, you know, it's uh, it's not heaven, Ray. It's Iowa. So, here we go. We right. are, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about some other teams, what the hell is going on with other teams. And first, we're going to get into the AFC West uh, because after we get done beating the Packers in front of the national audience on September 5th, at Soldier Field, we go to Old Denver, Mile High, to face Vic Fangio and his Denver Broncos. R.I.P. Pat Bowen, who died this past mm-hmm. week. What do we think, boys? Ten days, ten days later, we go play away in Denver. You think they do the make the trip early, get used to the altitude business? So they, they got the ten days. I hope they do. Yeah, I mean, I'm they're sure tough. They they're, they're, that's a tough place to play because of that. But um, mm-hmm. I think Vic's gonna make the and probably help their defense improve. Him being there. Um, yeah, he'll he'll sit back, you know. Flacco, I mean, say what you want. The guy has won a Super Bowl. If he put up the numbers he has in his career here, he'd be our all-time leading passer. I mean, I know he's had – I get it. There's opinions out there, but he's he's a veteran quarterback. He's a good bridge. I think that's why they brought him in for uh, Drew Locke, right? He's probably just the bridge quarterback, I would think. Yeah. You know, some, somebody that they feel safe, but they paid a lot of money. Like, if Mitch Ball's out this year, that's a whole other subject. But, man, I can't even imagine the contract money he'd see. It's insane now with the QBs, man. Like, yeah, I mean the, the 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 thing that I think about with him is he really his skill positions are pretty depleted. I mean, you know, 
you look at, I mean, they got Emmanuel Sanders. Who they need to stay healthy for. Yeah. Exactly. Then you got Cortland Sutton, who I think he had a pretty good year last year, didn't he? Yeah, he he's was not, all right. He's not bad. Uh, running back. What's that guy's name? It came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Lindsey. Phil yeah. Lindsey. Phil Lindsey. Yeah, he's good. He's definitely talented. They always uh, seem to find running backs, man. Like, yeah, that is one of those things. The Broncos just—they're, you know, they—they they are good at drafting running backs, no matter what. They always seem to to pull running backs out of their keisters. I mean, you know, he—he uh, he definitely think, was not on anybody's radar. Mark no. Rippon's nephew's on the team. He's like a. I'm assuming the second or third string. No, probably third string. I, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't see them being a player in that division. I think it's really, well, actually I think they're probably, I think they could finish second in that division if they played well. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, they, they got all, they got no tight ends really to speak of. I mean, Noah Fant is a rookie. Yeah. Uh, they do have Jake Butt, who might have the best name in football. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Chubb. Chubb, too. That's true. Who, I don't Chubb? Really know, Bradley Chubb. He's switching <laughs> over to the defense. Did you just go Butt Chubb on us? Yeah. They're going to work that Chubb. I mean. They're going to be a good defensive team. It's going to be, if their offensive line can protect their quarterback, it's that simple. They have Bryce Callahan. He's going to turn turn the whole team around. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, at least for eight or nine games. Until he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but I think that obviously with that team, the defense is going to be the strength. The question is, and we asked this, I think, a while back, is who has the advantage? Fangio, because he has experience coaching in Snaggy. Yeah, or definitely. you think he has the advantage? I think that is an advantage going into the game. I think it's game. an advantage both ways. Yeah, but, I mean, this whole division knows Nagy. So it's, you know, they, they they played against him too. And you got to have the ponies to do it. That's yep. the whole thing. I mean, if anybody knows Nagy, it's Andy Reid. You know? Right. So. True, it, true. But at the, at the same time, Nagy knows them too. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting strategically, I think. I think they're going to be some good games against that division. Yeah, I mean, I look at the defense. I look at, you know, I, I think their safeties is probably the weakness on the defense. Um, obviously, I think their cornerbacks are pretty solid. Although, I don't know, Kareem Jackson's. I mean, in bowling passing, too, I mean, there's still something to a team playing inspired football. True. You know what I mean? The stuff, it's, um, it's unfortunate it happened, but it. At the same time, that team could be fired up to to represent him. You know, it. You never know. So it's little. Sometimes little things can turn a season around too. So it's that they're one true. of those teams that you can't. You don't know where they're gonna finish, but they they could end up. They could end up doing some stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I look at the Broncos and I I see like a five and eleven team to be honest. I mean, I just, I don't really, I, I don't really see them doing yeah. much. I, just I think the Raiders are going to hold that spot. One in 15. 
The Raiders are a dumpster fire. Not that bad. I think they'll be improved, but just because of they, they added Brown, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be. I think they're going to still finish fourth in the division. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, really, the biggest question mark in that whole division is Kansas City. We don't know what Kansas City is going to be. Yeah, with Kareem Punt out and fucking Tyreek Hill out. Well, Tyreek Hill's still like on a bubble. I can't see him playing though. But they they said the what's going on? The proceedings didn't happen or something like that. Well, there's not no there's no charges basically because she's not willing to to step up and you know right do it. Um, but. I mean, that's doesn't mean the league is not going to. We've seen this before, and I think, I think the league is going to be under a lot of pressure to make a statement. I mean, because if you listen to that, to that um, audio, it's pretty shocking. You yes, know? it is. Um, I mean, the, the I think, guys, the I think the division seems... is Los Angeles's to lose. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I think they're the top to bottom best team on paper. God damn it, we're not going with the flow. <laughs> take your flow and take a big old shit on it. <laughs> we drank it. No, but well, here's we the thing. Look, look, at the, look at the Broncos. They start the season at the Raiders, and it's a night game. Um, you know, that's a pick 'em game to me. Yep. I don't, I don't look at that and and think, you know, because honestly, like. As much as you might not believe this, I think the Raiders are going to be better than last year just because they have more talent. Could be. I mean, you say what you want about Antonio Brown. He can play football. I mean, that's that's period in the story. Antonio Brown can play football. And, you know, having Derek Carr is going to sure as hell like having uh, a guy like that on the field. So, you can all play football, bro. It's the NFL. Yes, but Antonio Brown. <laughs> <fucking with> you. <laughs> I mean, you know. He's, oh, they're they're already showing him and Carr just like freaking connecting. He's throwing yeah. bombs right now. Like, yeah. I mean, he, Carr hasn't had a a player that you know could catch a pass and do what Antonio Brown can do ever. I mean, like, he just hasn't. So, I mean, the the Broncos could be coming off a loss, and then they have a somewhat short week. Um, cause you know, they play in the ninth and they turn around and play again on the, on the 15th. So I mean, Cooper wasn't game. horrible. No, but he, he dropped a lot of balls. Pause for, <laughs> <laughs> for car. I mean, he did, you know, like he, he didn't, he, he didn't play like he did in Dallas after he got traded for them. You know, they, they sometimes he did, but I, I mean, I don't know. I not like I follow them that closely, but you know, I, I had a Cooper a lot on my fantasy teams, and he was the kind of guy that would have an amazing game and then disappear for three games. You know, or you need him to do something and he drop a touchdown. Yeah. So I, I think overall they should be a better team. Yeah, so you know, you the, the Broncos could be coming off a loss, uh, but it is their home opener, so you never know. I mean, it, it, it's it's definitely got, you know, I hate to use this phrase, but it's got a little bit of a trap game on it, you know, 
just because it is in Denver and no matter what, that's a tough place to play. So, you know, I do hope that they, and I'm sure that they will because Nagy definitely went to Denver enough. I'm sure that they will with the extra time, go out there and get as used to the altitude as, as you can. I mean, it's, it's definitely is a real thing though. So we, we practiced there last off season too. It's not like the the current team doesn't understand it. No, they don't, but it's different to play. I mean, you know, when you got your adrenaline going and everything like that, and then, you know, it's it's a whole different story than just practicing. Well, I mean, the Khalil Max played there for the last right. few years, so. For sure. And then you get, um, you know, I mean, remember how excited the Denver uh, fans were about uh, Sanders, like, you know, quote-unquote, like, abusing uh, – I think it was Fuller and Fuller. I remember that in that joint practice, and everybody was all hyped about it. Mm-hmm. How'd that play out? Yeah, exactly. Like whatever. Fuller's probably playing golf. Apparently, Fuller's like a super golf aficionado. Yeah, bro. Him and Fangio played together. They said Soul has a pretty good golf game too, and uh, they, they didn't mm-hmm. mention they didn't mention Broniker though. No. I heard Broniker's a scratch golfer. <laughs> I heard Broniker can drive at 500 yards. Wow. <laughs> hey, heard... This is ridiculous shit now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like, Broniker, Broniker killed a bear with one arm. And... He might. That's true. Broniker's says Tanner Gentry. That's all it is. No, but Broniker actually gets on the field. Yeah, and yeah. he plays. Right. He's productive. That's true. And he knows the fucking scramble route. How is yeah, but how is he with his like kung fu and his ninja stuff? Some motherfucker will bust boards. <laughs> well, I mean the way that the way that the tight end battle's going, it could be like a you know, like a like a kind of like a martial arts competition. Celebrity death match. It's <laughs> a pretty good battle to watch at camp, though. All I'm saying is that's one thing I'm looking forward to. We're gonna, I think we're gonna organize a little something for preseason game three in Indianapolis. Seems like we've got some interest. Yeah, yeah, I saw you're talking with uh, Zeke and uh, Chris Armstrong and uh, who else? Um, there. Yeah, I think whenever as information becomes available where our tailgate's going to be at, I think we're going to try to throw a little something together, get everybody together, throw back a few beverages, and talk some shit. And, you know, the conversation was steered to, well, Nagy's probably not going to start the starters. And my conversation, my answer to that was, actually, I'm more excited about that because I want to see the depth of this team and see how it performs. Oh, yeah. We got depth. It's going to be fun to watch the the guys that are fighting for spots come in. Right. So then uh, after we play the Broncos, then the next team in the AFC West we play is the Raiders in Joliot, London, Ronch, Rocky Shout out to English Bear. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, you got a... The old Raiders with, um, I mean, I think you can't talk about the Raiders without talking about their most talented player, who is, of course, Richie Incognito. Um, 
been the guy just, you know, when I think of Richie Incognito, I just think of football and cocaine. Positivity. And cocaine. Motivational speaking. And cocaine. They're all about they're all about ratings like a TV station now. They're gonna be on Hard Knocks. They got mm-hmm. celebrity GM and Mayock, the celebrity coach and Gruden, Antonio right. Brown. Right. Like, while in the background, Gruden's trying to actually rebuild the team. But at, I guess it's smart to try to bring that kind of attention to the Vegas move and everything from a marketing standpoint. It at least gives fan their fans something to be interested in because. I mean, re- rebuilds are rough, but if you can at least bring entertainment well, we know, to it. We know about rebuilds and it being yeah, trash. Well, I mean, here's the thing about the Raiders. Here's the thing about the Raiders. Right away, I would say that their offensive team, aside from Philip Lindsay, is better than the Broncos. That goes without saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. J- Jacobs may turn some heads this year. I'm I, mean, just, I know he's, he's a rookie, but... He's an unknown, though. Mm-hmm. You know... He's an unknown. I mean, it's, Josh Jacobs. Yes, he's a rookie. Well, he was an unknown in the draft, though. I mean, they. Of course, he wasn't an unknown, but I'm just saying, like that, you know, you're not. I don't just pencil him in and Basically, say. To, this to me, this. Sure. I, I don't think it really matters what the, either one of these two teams do. I really think it's LA's to lose. I really do. Right, that's true. But I'm just talking about how we match. One up. team at a time, motherfucker. <laughs> We're gonna get to the. Truth. I ain't got no patience for that. <laughs> Fuck them all. We should beat them. <laughs> we should beat all these teams. That's true, but I, I mean, the, the the receiving core of the Raiders is definitely better than the Broncos. Got Antonio Bryant, Tyrell Williams, used to be on the Chargers. JJ Nelson, who's Kind of that guy that every year, you know, for Arizona, it would be like, you'd think he's finally going to become a consistent performer, and he doesn't. But, I mean, you know, he might. Um, you know, I, I think they're, they're obviously going to let Carr throw the ball. I think, you know, they don't, they don't have any problems with Carr throwing the ball 40 times. Well, I think they'll put some points up, but the, I was reading an article on him and just a kind of just see what their latest news was because we're talking about this division and the biggest concern on defense is a lack of a pass rush. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, that's, that's big in this league. Right. Like, it's been publicized that the Raiders had less sacks than Khalil Mack did as a team. Right. Like, and that's Khalil a problem. Mack, Khalil Mack basically missed four games in two games where he was out and two games where Fangio wouldn't let him rush. So, like, I mean, that's insane. I mean, like, you want to get in shootouts? They're, they're going to be like the they're going to be like the Houston Rockets of uh, football, where it's I all mean, offense, no defense. Like, yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, they have they they have uh, they drafted Cleveland Farrell, who, I mean, you know, uh, some people like that pick. Some people said it was too high. Uh, to take him there, but I think overall he's a good player. Um, they picked up, which is I think the biggest head scratchers. They picked up Vontaze Burbit, perfect, perfect. Yeah, who's who's just a freaking dirty bum, basically. I mean, you know, kind of perfect for the Raiders, I guess. But they, yeah, are, right, I mean, exactly. Raiders, the Raiders have really not had that that actual reputation in years. I mean, this is not the Lyle Alzado Raiders. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, it's entertainment for hard knocks, though. It is. But, I I mean... I bet they pull ratings big time. 
he's, you know, I mean, th- that guy's listed as a starter. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a penalty waiting to happen. Um, you know, they picked, they, they, they signed LaMarcus Joyner away from the Rams. Did HMD retire? HMD? Who's HMD? Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he's, he's retired. Yeah, damn it. That would have been fun on Hard Knocks. I know. He should come back just for Hard Knocks. knocks, Yeah. Yeah. Just Hard Knocks and and Skittles. (laughs) Dude, it's funny, man. But, I mean, I think the defense is, you know, it's rough. I mean, they got Brandon Marshall, who maybe his best years are behind him. Not that Brandon Marshall, the other Brandon Marshall, uh, the better Brandon Marshall. That would be good for Hard Knocks, too. Uh, yeah, it's just like happen. a frick. <laughs> but but the middle linebacker. I mean, their depth though is atrocious. I mean, once you get, you know, if they have any injuries. I mean, like I said, I think this is the the Raiders are probably like a three or four win team. Um, you know, maybe five. I don't know. I I I may have a, I have a hard time envisioning that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, but. I mean, you know, the, the Bears should dominate. The Bears should dominate this game. This should be a game that the Bears, you know, win by 20 points. Going away, second team in, and the. And you don't think yeah. Khalil's going to be fired up? I mean, oh. the, the, of course, the dream scenario would be that Derek Carr goes out of the game and Mike Glennon is comes into the game mm. and just gets his ass cracked by somebody. The team hits. It's got to be Hicks. We get, yeah, we can, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. We got to get our $15 million out of that fuck somehow. Oh, man. But, I mean, you know, if let's say Josh Jacobs is not some world beater. They got Jalen Richard, and then they signed Doug Martin. You know, they thought their backup was going to be Isaiah Crawl, but he's on the IR of, uh, with the, you know, street clothes injury. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously the Raiders are going to be bad. Well, that should be a win. And then, then we're going to get to Jer's favorite team. Yes. The Los Angeles, which is still weird to say. Yes. Chargers. Their stadium sucks, but their team is, their team top to bottom, I think, is really stacked to make it run at the AFC. If, if Phillip Rivers plays well. And this has been the discussion for how long? Well, I mean, most of the time he plays well. It yeah. just doesn't play well when it matters. I mean, the guy the right. guy puts up stats. He's kind of like the Matthew Stafford of of the AFC in a way. Except puts for up stats like he puts up kids. Yeah, how you want babies put up? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's making Antonio Cromartie blush. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> hey, God bless that woman. I mean, it's all the, it's all the same family. woman, though. His Antonio family probably has their own. His family has their own private suite in the hospital. That room just stays theirs. Was it Cromartie was like the Rivers with eight women or something like? Yo, he's he's got a TV show, The Cromarties, with all his kids. He claims that he claims that the vasectomies didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I bet. His boys just swam through that shit. He's got the Michael Phelps of sperm. He's <laughs> <just> blasting. <laughs> Blasting through. <laughs> pause. Fucking. Yeah, no pause. There was no pause in that moment. Yeah, there are no pause. Fucking. Just pause. 
got the Aquaman sperm. Like, <laughs> wow. Blasting. <laughs> so, I yeah. saw that movie on the flight back from Chicago, man. I'm like, eh, what was the big deal about that? Like, why did people hype that up so much? It was all right. It's just because of what's-his-face. DC sucks, man. I'm sorry. Let's, we can move it's on. It's trash, but... But it's just because it's just because of you know Mr. Game of Thrones looks good with his shirt off guy. I told you not to tell anybody. I mean Aqua, yeah, sorry. Aquaman was a trash comic book. Who thought? Who in their right mind thought it was going to be a good movie? I'd rather watch them remake the fucking Snorks. <laughs> wow. Come <laughs> <laughs> uh, along with the, the Snorks. snorks. Uh, that's old school, man. Wow. That's the best. If you had friends underwater, who would you know? <laughs> For those of you that aren't old enough to remember Snorks, there's uh, SpongeBob SquarePants is underwater. <laughs> yeah. The, the Snorks, the Snorks, the SpongeBob wouldn't be shit without the Snorks. Snorks, the Snorks broke all barriers. Snorks are the OGs. Yo, the Snorks are the OGs. Actually, they're not because they're really just a ripoff of the Smurfs underwater. But the snorks. <laughs> think about the snorks. <laughs> well, this will tell you exactly what we really think about the AFC West. We're, we're talking about snorks. <laughs> Yo, the snorks are the snorks were lokes. I mean, don't get it twisted. The snorks yeah, I mean, were, uh, back to the Chargers though. They, they probably yeah. have the most consist the consistency on their roster. So with the Chiefs being some major talent. Potentially lost, especially if uh, we don't know what's going on with Hill yet. But we're, yeah. the assumption is they'll be suspended, and the loss of Hunt, man, that's that's huge to their offense. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, you know, the questions I think with the with the Chiefs, the Chargers, excuse me, the Chargers are, you know, how whether or not Philip Rivers pullout game is truly insane. And then, <laughs> no. <laughs> the they have a great offensive line. They have great skill positions. Melvin Gordon is is the shit. Austin Eckler is a very solid backup who could probably be starting on a lot of teams. Um, they get the tight end back. That... Their backup quarterback situation is pretty brutal. They have Tyrod Taylor and Cardale Jones is actually like on a roster. And then one of the guys who has a cool ass name, Easton stick that they drafted, um, who went to like North Dakota state or something, South Dakota. He's from somewhere. Um, but the, you know, the sport, imagine if you picked a baseball with the name Easton stick. Yeah. Like I mean, instant promotion. How do you not, you know, although they don't really, there's not a lot of Easton, bats and the pros it's really a college bat but whatever i mean just like most teams if the starter goes down they're fucked um philip rivers you know doesn't seem to be slowing down but does seem like in big games he you know is not quite what he could be and i mean mobile no he's not mobile and he you know i mean he just, you know, he kind of, you know, he'll tend to turn the ball over or, you know, I mean, it just seems like they do weird things. I mean, I, I, I lived in San Diego way back in the day and they were frustrating back then, you know, um, 
It just seems like San Diego, for whatever reason, has always been that team that's been really good but can't get over the hump. I mean, I, I always remember. Good thing they moved to L.A. then, huh? Yeah, I guess. I mean, actually, no, it's a fucking terrible thing. Fuck the Spanoses <laughs> for doing that because. Yeah, that is messed up. Because it's like Oakland they, moving. I I'm not a fan of Oakland moving either. Even the, oh. if the city would support it and do I what mean, they need. They, you know, the problem is, is they just can't. I mean, it's you know they get the NFL's a billion billion dollar industry, and these teams are making a ton of money, and they want the city to to pay for these stadiums. And it's like you know, get out of here with that. Like it's ridiculous. You don't need that to happen. Right. You know, so you know, it's like oh, they have to you know they have to share a stadium. Or whatever. I mean, you know, look at Oakland's. Oakland's gonna be left with only the A's. That's that's lame. And who knows how long that's gonna last? But I mean, back to the Chargers. I just, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like they, they could never get over the hump. I I mean, I still remember the Super Bowl where, like, on the first play of the game, Steve Young threw a touchdown to I think John Taylor. It was like a 70-yard bomb, and it was like, well, this game's over. <laughs> like yep. in, the Super, in the Super Bowl. Stan like Humphreys, I remember that team. Yeah. And they're Tron Means. And it's Tron Means business. and He didn't do I mean, anything that day. No, they sure didn't. Uh, you know, they kind of ran into a buzz, you know, the, the buzz saw that was the 49ers at that point in time, you know. But, I mean, it, you know, they had really good teams with, uh, you know, Ladanian Tomlinson and Junior Seau, and um, you know, and it goes goes on to you know they've they've always some had talent. Drew, Drew Brees, that some some guy named Drew Brees that they gave up on. And imagine uh, that draft though, like you draft Brees and Tomlinson back to back, like that's that's insane. I mean, but you know, and then it was like Schottenheimer. I mean, Schottenheimer just could not could not win a playoff game, they could not get over the hump for whatever reason. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I have this weird feeling that as stacked as the tri- as the Chargers look, I just feel like they're kind of due to regress a little bit. I don't really know why, um, but that's just kind of how I feel. It totally, there's not really much. I mean, they drafted the Nasir Adderley kid at safety, which a lot of people were pretty high on. Um, Jerry Tillery, defensive tackle, you know. <clears throat> So, 14-year vet Thomas Davis. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Jesus. That's rough. Thomas Davis. Wow. Still out yeah. there. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, you know, you would think that the Chargers should have another good season, but I just have this weird feeling that, that they might regress. Um, but that it's means really that, up to Mahomes. I think the Chargers, if Mahomes is as elite as everybody, what did he look like last year? If he if he's elite, elite quarterbacks make the players around them better. So regardless who's coming in, they get better around them. So it's that's really the only question mark I have. If the Chiefs, if Mahomes can prove that, then I'm picking the Chiefs to win the division. But right. not knowing the impact of Hunt and Hill being gone. I mean, if the other people step up, they got a kid, Damian Williams, who's been a, like a utility guy in Miami most of his career. I guess they're saying he might be the starter. It's kind of a good story. He's undrafted and stuff. It's cool to see those guys have some success. But uh, uh, some of the names you're hearing out of, out of that team, it's like, okay, Damian Williams might be the starting running back. 
some of the receivers like Sammy Watkins, man, that, that seems like that's their number one right now. Yeah, I mean the fall off the fall off is quick. Well, I mean, they're trying to hype geez. up Watkins to the fan base, like, oh, he looks good. It's like that's Sammy. Sammy had a lot of potential when he was drafted, but he's had a few leg injuries since then. Yeah, I mean he had some success with the Rams, but it it's it, yeah he's injury prone. I mean, let's not forget that the that that a lot of people said that the Bears wanted Watkins over A Rob. I remember that. I mean, a lot of you know there was there was that, that was more of the fan base though. Ah, uh, it was reported that 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 they made an offer to him and it wasn't as much as the Chiefs offered him and that Robinson was the Bears' second offer. I mean, it was right after that, but had to do with the injury probably. Yeah, had to do with the injury. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it, you would you would. It, Logic would tell you that Mahomes has to at least plateau a little bit, right? Well, I mean, you minus you minus Hill's production and touchdown wise, he they had twelve touchdowns, so I think Mahomes threw fifty touchdowns. He still have thirty eight touchdowns, but have, not having Hill on the field is huge for the other guys too because he draws so much attention. And at the end of the day, the Chiefs are going to go as their defense goes, and they and they they fire the defensive coordinator after that terrible playoff game, you know, the AFC championship against the Patriots. And they brought in Steve Spagnuolo, who, you know, has a track record of being a good defensive coordinator, not a good head coach, but a good defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, but then they, you know, they lost guys. I mean, they lost lost Justin Houston to Indianapolis. Right. Uh, You know, and then they picked up, they picked up Frank Clark from Seattle. Um, they got a lot of new guys. I mean, you got you got Reggie Ragland from Buffalo. You got uh, Anthony Hitchens. Is there weak side linebacker from Dallas? Never heard of him. Bashad Breland. Uh, I've heard of Bashad Breland. Is a cornerback from Green Bay. They paid I Frank mean, Clark a lot of money too. Yeah, they, they paid did. Frank Clark a lot of money, and they paid Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. So you know that's you would think that's an upgrade. Um. Lucas Jordan from the from the from the Dolphins, like who? <laughs> like, right. I mean, you know, like Spagnolo better be a freaking miracle worker because it's not like, you know, it, it. I don't look at their pass rush. Nothing about their pass rush scares me. Well, I think it's they're expecting what they've expected for a while. The offense will probably carry the day most of the time. But at the end of the day, they needed the damn defense to just show up, and yeah. I don't, I don't. Which they think, still, I, didn't they lead the league in sacks last year? I think they did. But they, they also did. gave up a shit ton but of. But they points. gave up the guy that got most of them, and that was Houston. I mean, it's true. that guy had like 15 or 20 sacks or something crazy like that. You guys, so Travis, Travis Kell spoke up on the Hunt release too. He was just like, it, it ripped our hearts out. They just, they just had did an article a couple days ago on it, like. That that team. I mean, think about that loss in the late late in the season. Yeah. Uh, granted, I'm not. What he did was horrible. I get that, but like, as far as the team not knowing, and they're just like, oh shit, he just got he just got. Yeah, stuck. I mean, I, I don't want to go go down that wormhole, but at the end of the day, the worst part about it from a football standpoint was that he lied. If he hadn't lied, if he had been straight up with them and say, Hey, this is, ha- this happened. There might be a video. There might not be a video, whatever the case, 
blah, blah, blah. They would have handled it. He would have been suspended for four games. He would have come back. He would still be on his team. Period. Yeah, I was just talking it's about the, the impact that had on his teammates. And I, of course, it's brutal. Know? I mean, I think that they, I think they felt betrayed in some regard. And, you know, unfortunately, the team's hands were tied because when something breaks like this in the media, you know, I mean, that's what's crazy is, is like, you know, that these guys, I mean, when, when they, when they start the season, the other thing that's going on besides you don't want to talk about is they have a lot of seminars. They have a lot of, a lot of speeches, a lot of like, Hey guys, guess what? Now you're rich, you know, and you might not be rich, but I mean, for these guys that came out of college and were making nothing or making very little, you know, um, you know, maybe they were making some from ways they shouldn't have been, but now all of a sudden they're making 250, 300,000, 500,000. I mean, you know, if, if, I mean, if tomorrow you told me that my salary, that my salary was now $500,000, I would go buck wild for at least two weeks. Not going to lie. <laughs> I like, have a party. It'd be a pretty yeah. good party. <laughs> like, you know, so you think these Let's guys. Let's hope we that, have a quiet break in between training camp, too, because this is this is where right. the ma- magic happens sometimes. So of throughout the league, hopefully it's, it's a quiet uh, news right. cycle. But that's the thing. They give them these seminars, and this is where, you you know, you hear some of the, um, you know, it, 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 uh, so infamous speeches like Chris Carter telling people that you have to have a fall guy. I remember that guy. speech. Uh-huh. Cedric Benson when he got his, he almost stupid and got his ass kicked on a boat or something in like right. Texas. He almost had the trifecta. <laughs> he had the car. He had the boat. All he needed was the plane. Yeah. In a way, in a way, I actually think social media keeps these players out of trouble more now. Um, because they have to, they have to be aware of the fact that there are cameras everywhere, everywhere, and everyone's pocket can start broadcasting live immediately. And you know, I mean, let's be honest, players in the NFL gotten this shit all the time, in in you know, in the seventies, in the eighties, when the cocaine was just, you know, falling out of people's noses, and you know, and in nineties, and now. <clears throat> You know, I think honestly, the players are probably better behaved than they've ever been. Because oh, yeah, you used to hear stories about people bumping into these guys in bars and stuff. Like they went out oh, and partied back sure. in the day. For sure. You know, and and now, I mean, these guys are twenty four seven, three sixty five professional football players. They're working out, they're their businesses, they their products, they're you know, they're always on, they're always doing things. And, you know, and, and I think for the most part, our team, we have a good group of guys that Pace has put together of, of mature players that are probably not going to go out and have knock wood a, a rough, you know, uh, time off. Um, I mean, you heard about, you know, you heard about, uh, you know, what Mitch said is that he's not, you know, he's not doing shit. He just wants to study. Yeah. You know, and I, I really believe that about him. I mean, that's one of the best things about him is that he sure seems that. like he's well, he is way more on point this year and more relaxed than he was been even in years past. You know, he seems For like sure. he's embraced his role as a leader and, uh, he's just, he's cool. He looks like he's just cool under fire. And then that's a big difference in my opinion. Well, and, and I think that the key thing for him is confidence, you know, 
because mm-hmm. I really think that that he was confident as as a quarterback, but then he also didn't have much of a chance because he didn't play much in college to really, you know, prove that you know to 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 win any big games or to even play in any big games. I mean, I think he had the people talk about it in that one game against Florida State or something, but mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, he really is not a quarterback that was battle tested. You know, and so now he has been, and he's performed under pressure, and he's and he's done it, and he's got everybody behind him, and he's got the, you know, he's he's got the city behind him. I mean, the the Mitch haters are still around outside this fan base, but the Mitch haters from inside this fan base are real quiet lately. Right. I mean, there's some there's some think, Mitch. Was, was it Sarah Spain? Was she on uh, Rich Eisen recently, just talking about how the team is just. Oh no, it wasn't Sarah Spain. It was um, what's her? It was uh, NFL, NFL NFL Network. Um, yeah, that chick. They were talking about yeah. how the team just rallies Stacey around Diggs. him. Stacy Diggs. Stacy Diggs. Mm-hmm. How the team just has rallied around him. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they fucking love this guy. Yeah. So I just poured some rye myself. That's it, little bullet. I'm drinking Old Forester. You got a little bullet. Love the rye. Got the bullet, you know. I am. That's it. The uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it, like we we're saying, I think confidence is is key. You know, uh, people were putting up uh, videos of Brett Favre today because apparently he made some Instagram post of talking some smack about how he's gonna come back to the NFL or something crazy like that in 2020, but. So people, you know, as they do, start putting up, putting dick up picks. videos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dick pics. Right? Imagine if he played nowadays. Come on, man. I don't know if that shit would work. Yo, uh, if 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 Favre played and you could not touch him, like you can't oh, you touch, could not touch him. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying is imagine if he played in these rules. I mean, you know, I mean, imagine that's Marino if, did. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. Check the words out of my mouth. But but Favre, I mean, if he if he could knock, I mean, that guy used to get smacked. I mean, remember the battles that him and Warren Sapp used to have, and like, I mean, you know, I hate the Packers, but Favre was a bad was a bad man. I mean, he was a bad I man. I respected Favre. Like that dude. Favre. That dude played like his hair was on fire, and it was his last game ever. Every damn it's game. It's called Viking. Like when people bring up LT, it's called cocaine. If you put Khalil sure. Mack on coke, dude, hey, it, it but, was, <laughs> wow. He'd have like hey. 30 sacks a year. Yeah, well, you're off the rye. Don't, you're don't down off the rye if we're throwing coke out there. Hey, don't act like Walter Payton wasn't jacked up on painkillers too. You know. No, but LT admitted okay, no, like, he played most of his games high on coke. Like yes. he was ready to literally run through a brick wall. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> but not Jimbo Covert. So, <laughs> but we used to throw up 360. Said, no, no shit, To come back full circle is Mitch, his confidence, having the confidence to make these throws, believing that he can, and that's what Favre. I mean, Favre never met a throw he didn't like. True. And that's where Mitch needs to get. I mean, Mitch needs to have that confidence, you know, and, and it'll come from the receivers <clears throat> being where they're supposed to be and, and from, you know, from this. And that's, you know, and so far what you've heard is obviously everybody's, 
You got to be patient with him too. Thirteen college starts. We got to we got to remember that. Uh, dealing with John Fox. Got to remember that. And 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 the other thing is that let's not forget that the entire timeline of things got accelerated by getting Khalil Mack. Yep. I mean, so. well, you also had two quarterbacks that were drafted the same time as him, but they also had a lot more playing experience coming into the league. Totally. Mahomes and Watson. So, kids still grown. But this this is the year I really think he needs to show it. But that's what I'm. But what I think is that he's going to, and I think what you're seeing the difference mainly right now is he's just he's comfortable in his own skin. He feels mm-hmm. 100% supported. There is no question about whether or not he's the man he's the man he's gonna you know he feels like he can do it he's you know as you've said many times city the guy's got nothing but toys and weapons to to play with and to use he's getting supported and surrounded like no bears quarterback has ever been and you know how can you not be comfortable with that that's that setting well, sure, but the, but you could you could also feel pressure from it, and from what I've seen from him so far, you know he's been it's it's Staying coming across. Off. Yeah, it's coming across as confidence. You know, it's funny because I was listening to that All Access, and the podcast jumped for some reason to an interview with Mitch, and I was like, what is this from? And it was from last year, 2018, and it was interesting to just hear how different. He sounded, you know, he's more kind of like just kind of talking, talking, talking and fast and, you know, kind of halting and, you know, and, and sort of tripping over his words a little bit. I mean, he's, you know, he's obviously a guy that kind of thinks about what he's going to say. And I mean, I gave him crap about being, you know, kind of a kind of a robot or yeah, being a robot or being a little like Tebow-ish or whatever and not really sounding like a human being you know just kind of giving that coach well yeah we gotta we're gonna you know we're gonna 110 percent and blah 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 you know now it seems like he's now it seems like he's hearing the question listening thinking about the response and then feeling confident to give an answer instead of just giving like a stock answer that sort of doesn't really answer the question you know and he'll have a little repartee and you know, he's a kid that's really found his voice and has gotten comfortable. I'm just hoping he. Um, I, I don't want to see him run as much. I want to see him extend Definitely plays with not. his feet and throw. But right. I think once he gets more comfortable with that, he he could be extremely dominant. But I think ultimately that's that's another thing that that he has to feel confident that the receivers are going to do something when that happens. You know, and I think that's what was missing. I mean, you didn't see guys have great success kind of running like these fire drill routes. Hey, it was a new offense for everybody. Right. As far as the receivers and Mitch. Right. So, you know, so, I mean, I think that that's good. I mean, we look at, you know, so, you know, if we're looking at, <clears throat> so we're looking at the charger game to come back full circle, you know, it's at home. It's hard. It's hard for me to not pick the bears to win that game just because I feel like that the bears defense is going to be able to to get to Rivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I think this is a close game, but I think that they that they win. You know, um, you know, and then so you know, obviously we're coming off. Hopefully, we're coming off the Saints game. I mean, we'll get to you know those those other NFC teams another week. But the biggest then, thing is keeping our offense, keep our offense being able to keep our defense fresh. If we if we can have uh-huh. produ- more production yeah. out of our offense, keep our defense fresh, 
we're gonna be we're gonna be going all the way to Miami. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think third down, what they do on third down has to be better. I mean, I think Nagy has been very candid about talking about, you know, that's where the running game failed, and I think that's where they they. I don't know what the stats are on their third down efficiency, but I just remember a lot of frustrating third downs from. Yeah, I think you'll see less from, trickery too once once this offense starts firing on all cylinders. You're going to see it once in a while, but once once they start living up to the expectations, I can only speak for myself. I have. I think they're they're set up to be a dominant offense in this league. Um, you just they're just going to have so much comfort in the regular play calling that you're not going to see all this trickery all the time. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I think it's definitely – that's in Nagy's DNA. I think he's always going to try trick plays. But I think the one thing that I I know that he evolved and I think he got better in is that he, he finally realized, hey, you know what, like I got a great defense. I can't shoot these guys in the foot with some shenanigans, you know, some, some bullshit, you know, weird-ass, you know. It's like if you got a third and long – you need to get seven yards, <laughs> even mm-hmm. if it's third and 12. You need to get seven yards because the game of field position is important. You know, so you can't try some BS that loses you 10 and then you end up, you know, I mean, that, that's the kind of thing that flips the field, you know, and you look you look back on it and go, okay, well, you know, even if they didn't get the first down here, did they did they get positive yards? You know, was it third and 12, and, and did we try some ridiculous play that might not have worked, or did we run a draw or, you know, a delayed handoff and get six or seven and get off the field and get it to the defense, you know, with I me? Mean, because that's the thing, you know, and obviously, you know, uh, you know turnovers. I mean, you can't, can't turn the ball over. So... It's good to be. It's good also to hear like the reports out of the um, little mini camp here about our rookies looking really good. They said Shelley's looking really good. Mm-hmm. Montgomery looked really good. Yep. Uh, Ridley. Ridley, yeah, Ridley. High praise for Ridley. They said he's he's a really good route runner, great hands. Marvin Hall. People were calling out Marvin Hall. Yep. Um, I think it was Hogan Jones. We're talking about Marvin Hall. They said Shaheen dropped Shaheen dropped some I almost said Shaheen, wow. Shaheen dropped some weight and they said he's he's doing good stuff. They didn't mention Broniker. Um (laughs) (laughs) and the hits just keep on coming, folks. They said Mitch is showing improvement on reading the defense and the offense is looking more comfortable also. So that's granted there's they're not in pads, but it's it's positive stuff to uh Carry us over into the training camp, at least. Yeah, there's not much negative hanging over this team, so. Besides the kicker. Well, there it is. Oh, kicker. Well, the cool thing about Ridley is that he's gotten a lot more run because uh, Miller's been hurt. Um, <clears throat> but Miller's been very active from what they said, I guess. Yeah, we need guess, another back at full strength, man. He. I guess Nagy has some rule where he doesn't, um, he doesn't want anybody on the bench inside the hashes. Um. He wants he needs space to be able to like obviously see, um, which is kind of cool. Like I like to hear that. Like sometimes you, you kind of think of Nagy as being like you know the fucking Big Lebowski, and it's like, you know, it's a little too lax. But then you hear like these little snippets of like, no, this guy's like, you know, he's he's a tactician. He's serious. He has rules, you know, and he'll light people up, 
Um, so that's one of the things, but I guess he's been breaking it for Anthony Miller because Anthony Miller has been like right behind him, um, really like trying to be a sponge and just soak up everything that's going on. <clears throat> but the cool thing about it is that Ridley's been getting, uh, been running in that, in that, in his spot, in the zebra spot. And <clears throat> I guess basically the zebra, you have to be able to run all the routes. So, oh, yeah. and apparently Ridley is like just he's a kid, back, kid's a great so. route runner. Yeah, and he's got great hands. So I mean, that's a, you know, like at the end of the day, like you, you, you know, you don't want to get too high into whatever. But I mean, Ryan Pace, like I just, I feel like he killed this draft, dude. Like he, like, like he, he does. Got, he got first round talent added in the third rounds and fourth rounds, and like, you know, I mean, like I can't, I couldn't believe Riley Ridley was there. <laughs> you know, like. I mean, you know, the way Montgomery was, the, you know, like, it's just like, it's just like they drew it up, you know, like, I mean, they talked I'm about try, I'm trying not to get overhyped about Montgomery, man, but damn, I'm excited about this kid. Like, right. Uh, and, you know, and who's your guy coming out? The Memphis kid? Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Where'd he yeah. go? He went to the Rams. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's kind of something, huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, watch out for White, too. Yeah, I don't know. I, best. I, I think there's going to be, like I said, there's a lot of speed on this team. And Yeah, it really depends what's going to happen with Nall, though. Are they going to keep him as the fourth running back with playing fullback, or are they going to keep four running backs and a fullback? He's going to have to be a fullback. I don't see any other scenario. I mean, they don't really have that. I, I don't see that they have a true fullback on the roster. Could you really? use him as a fullback, though? with his potential as, as far as a weapon on offense, it's just going to add another weapon at that position where, where we didn't have with Burton. So if he, if he can, uh, you can line him up a fullback and then motion him out. It was almost as a tight end. Is right. So he's got to, he's got to run in the Chris Coolio, at fullback. Yeah. Which is what we, what's what we were bitching about last year, you know, Yeah. but he's well, got I mean, block. If, if you look at their, their depth chart, you got Montgomery, Davis and Cohen are listed as the starters. Probably Montgomery will actually be the starter. So then Davis goes to the backup, and then it's it's either Nall or Kareth or Taquan. Uh, although Taquan's really well, Cohen's a starter. You think Cohen's? You think Cohen's going to start over Montgomery? hundred percent. Cohen's the starter. Really? Cohen, Cohen's this Cohen is. I mean, just fine starter. That's. that's I think Montgomery. Right. I think Montgomery and Cohen are your starters. I think Davis. I think they each have defined roles that are guaranteed to be on the field. Correct. That, but I'm just saying, like, I think, I think technically, your two and your two leaders in touches at the end of the season are going to be. Oh Montgomery yeah. Cohen, by far. I, they might be your overall leaders in touches. Uh, I think Robinson. I think Robinson is gonna get a shit ton of targets this year. Honestly, yep. like his I, knee is a year better. Yeah, and I just think there's gonna be a com- there's a comfort level with, yep. with Mitch now. You know, and, that last drive versus Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I don't, just think, don't sleep on Gabriel if he's if he's kind of no. perfected his route. Oh. Too. I'm not sleeping on Gabriel. I'm just saying. No, it just seems like the the media kind of, you know, it, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. There's been a lot of weird talk. Defending about his guy. Listen to him. He is defending him hard. Well, uh, 
a lot of people have been talking about, you know, is Gabriel going to be here? You know, will he be cut for salary? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, he's here. I think he's here. I think he's going to have a big season. I think I think that we just scratch the surface with that guy. The kid came in and put a Trubisky jersey on right when he got, like, right when he got to Chicago. Like, uh, he's, yeah. he's all in. He's, he's a stud, and I think he's going to have a big year. And Miller, if he stays healthy... I mean, those three, four, five, and six wide receiver spots are going to be highly contested. It's going to be a watch. And we talked about it. You put a top, top, say, five statistical quarterback on this team. They're going to light people up. Like, Mm -hmm. there's weapons everywhere. And I think Mitch can take that step. Let's just hope he does. Because I've never seen a quarterback surrounded this way. I've said it several times. Not in Chicago. Nope. I'm not with the depth, man. Like, we've had some superstar wide receivers. But like, just, just this, say it, Diddy. How you this, want it? How you want how you, game put up? How you want to put up? How you want it? How you want how receiver I, put up? How you want receiver? How you want tight end? You want Broniker? You want Shaheen? We gonna give it to you. Maybe you want some David Montgomery. Burton, if Burton stays healthy another year in this offense, man, he's explosive too. Let's hope he don't lock up. I mean, but then like, let's even if you look at the defense, if you look at the depth of the defense, it is. Let's say that every starter defense is raw. The defense yep. is insane. Like I can't remember a time where we had this much depth. Like I mean, we're also ultra plugged in from an outsider's perspective. Right. But but you let's look at. I mean, let's look, if, look, if, look when the Minnesota when the backups went in, they didn't even skip a beat. That's what I'm saying. Is you look at this backup defense? If if. Like a couple years ago, if we had Roy Robertson Harris, Abdullah Anderson, Jonathan Bullard, Aaron Lynch, Nick Witkowski, Joel Ibunue, Isaiah Irving, Sherrick McManus, DHC, Dion Bush, and Duke Shelley, we'd be like, oh, that's not a bad defense. <laughs> like, we'd be like, that's like a middle of the pack defense. Like, that could be okay, you know? And they're going to be another year in the league. Like, Bilal Nichols, I expect huge things out of him this season. Yeah, I expect a big year from Nichols, actually, on that opposite yeah. side. He's 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 gonna be in front of Jonathan Bullard, no doubt. He should be. <laughs> no doubt. Well, no matter where you put, so now no matter where you put Mac and Floyd, if you want to shift them like Fangio did, at least both sides are solid in front of him now. Yep. Like. Man, that's they, another thing. Floyd needs double-digit sacks or bust. I'm sorry, man. Like you're playing, you're playing across from a guy that commands three guys sometimes to block. Or he needs he needs a shit ton of pressures. I need to see I need to see pressures. I need to see forcing bad throws. I mean, if he doesn't get the sacks per se, I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna freak out if he doesn't you know get his double digit sacks per he se. Needs to be but, more physical. We don't need finesse. We need him to go in and dominate. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's his face said? He's got the biggest toolbox. Yeah. Hopefully he breaks out. Hopefully he breaks out the hammer this year. Mm-hmm. That good low flow hammer. Stop, keep, stop keeping the shit in your tool bag, dog. Break it out. Yo. But I mean, you know, so you look at uh, and then the other guy. It was funny. Somebody put up a a, a, a graphic about the Jets having a. I mean, fuck, fuck, pro football focus. I'm tired of their shit. But somebody put up a graphic where they're talking about the Jets had a very highly rated uh, special teams unit and. In the graphic was the guy that we now have, Kevin Pierre Lewis, um, who I guess was a a very good special teamer, 
for the Jets last year. Kind of an under-the-radar pickup. Um, buried on the depth chart and linebacker, but will probably be a, a special teamer contributor. And Kwiatkowski is a is a solid special teamer. I think Josh Woods is is going to make some plays. Nick Williams. When you guys you step got, up, man, special teams was brutal sometimes that last season. Special teams was brutal in general. I mean, I, you know, that special teams coach should have lost his damn if you, job. If you draw a check from who? The Browns. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my rule that has lots of holes in it, but I still stick by it. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever played, if you ever pulled a check from the Browns, I don't want you. <laughs> but you know, I mean, we got old Frenchie Mathieu Bits, uh, Mathieu, Kylie Fitz. We could have like like some. You know, white boy super squad. <laughs> they, even, they even said Ives uh, had a really big offensive play in uh, any camp. So there who goes Tanner Gentry. Who said that? I think it was uh, Chase Daniel threw a, threw a ball to him. Oh, the old said it was one of the bigger plays of training camp. So The old Chase Daniel to Thomas Ives connection. The old Colgate alum. It's going to be a thing, boys. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm done with you fools. <laughs> Isn't, that, Isn't that the name of like a bad malt liquor, St. Ives? <laughs> They're going to have a statue like, of them and shit, like St. Like Ives. A, <laughs> yeah, I feel like... Uh, right next to like, the Doughboy and shit, like it's going right. to be yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> hey, does anybody know why the Doughboy is called the Doughboy? <laughs> uh, he was brutal, man. It was a good tour, though. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. You gave us. You know, I was a cop and now I'm a firefighter. Yeah. All I remember that he said about anything was, when we go in this room, don't touch anything. (laughs) Don't touch any buttons. I don't know what's going on in there, but there's a guy in there that does know what's going on. Probably getting fire. Probably getting firefighter pay. He has to be there because of OSHA. You have to have a firefighter there at all times and shit. So he's probably (laughs) getting firefighter pay and doing the tour because they don't want to pay a tour guide. He's taking like. Seventy dollars an hour working on it. Should have pulled the fire alarm. See what happens. Oh, it's Saint Ives malt <laughs> liquor. I, I'm saying Saint Ives. Saint Ives, man. Close I, enough. It... Pull my, pull my gangster card. <laughs> Sorry, boys. That's my, all right. My OG Ice Cube Saint Ives card is pulled. So ESPN, I, I don't. I, I was just looking stuff up just to see if anybody actually was willing to do predictions this early. Mm. And uh, for the AFC West, they have the Chargers 11-5, Chiefs 11-5, Denver 8-8, eight and, eight, and the Raiders 7-9. and nine. Chiefs 11-5, huh? They did that in April, though, man. I, I, I don't ever put any stock in that shit, but just for letting you know what that what – what, what people are predicting. That's the worst offseason ever, also from ESPN. Yeah, whatever. So fuck them. On that note, but we had at the end of the day, this offseason made us a better team. So yes. there's that. Yeah, well, this is yeah, it's gonna be one of those off seasons where a bunch of people will write articles like, "Who knew that the Bears' offseason moves would be so effective?" Should right. do nobody, what does what does the Fox say segment? Coming. Yeah, and gonna sign, we'll sign you, Jer. You can listen to Fox and all the stupid comments. You can do a second. Why would you do that to me? Am I that bad to you guys? <laughs> I think I'm pretty nice to you guys. You're a bunch of fucking dicks. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, uh, 
it's, it's hard to know. Uh, Do we have we a translator? Have... Do we have a translator uh, on staff? We had a, we had a monkey uh, growing up, uh, uh, but he died. So, well, uh, fucking uh, probably killed himself trying to listen uh, to that bullshit. Uh, he was uh, he was a good monkey. Uh, <laughs> I don't really coordinate uh, all of it. I kind of coordinate everything. What a difference a Nagy makes, though, huh? Yep. <laughs> Man. Do we have sponsorship still, or did they jump us to? No, we have sponsorship, goddammit. We have Ticksplits.com. Ticksplits for all your ticket needs. Yes, Ticksplits.com. <laughs> 5% savings by using the promo code TAILGATE. How do you, Ticksplits. How, how do you want promo code put up? How do you want tickets put tickets up? Tickets to the gun show. That's right. Click, click. You want to go? And, <laughs> <laughs> you want to go and sit in the field and listen to songs that are 25 minutes long and trip the light fantastic? Take I do. <laughs> I'm down for that. You want to look around and see nothing but spinning skirts and tie-dye shirts? Take Correct. <laughs> glad you. I'm glad you plugged that promo because the whiskey's gonna start talking, so we might want to end it, boys. <laughs> Tick Splits is I high by July, that's for sure. <laughs> and that ticket, har- that ticket harvest is going to be real proper. Yeah, you got to take them stubs off. You got to take uh, them. Oh, rip them. Oh, got to shuck them tickets. Got to shuck them. And th- them tickets are so sweet you can eat them right off the damn husk. You could. <laughs> you could. You don't got to grill them. Don't need no butter, no salt. You just eat them sweet tickets. <laughs> and thank you to the people that actually are enjoying the pod, man. That's uh, yes. that, that's cool for us. That we've been getting some feedback, so it's yeah. cool, man. We're we're just having a great time, and we're we're glad you're just enjoying hearing us kind of just kick it. Yes. Shout it's out to good. our boy Isaiah Robles. Hell yeah, in. Isaiah. Hope, hopefully, Maybe we'll some. have him on soon too. Yeah. Shout out to all the peeps out there in Bears Land. Keep yeah. keep your ears peeled for details on the Indianapolis tailgate that I'm trying to mm-hmm. together. So and shout yep. out to AA for that good audio. Oh, oh that good audio. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Just talk to me about that gold standard. Oh my God, now it's, now it's uncomfortable. That standard. That's uncomfortable. That sweet, sweet gold. All right, boys. This has been another episode of The Tailgate Show. Live from HMD Studios. Oh, that's where we own the place we record from is HMD Studios. The takeover is real, baby. The takeover is live. Drop the Isaac Hayes and we out. (laughs) (laughs) Stop, 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 Stop.